Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's The Kindness Project, pigs in blankets, dad jokes, and we talk about a letter from a young lady called Holly Butcher. Hi and welcome to episode 6 of The Kindness Project. I'm joined today by somebody who loves dad jokes more than her actual dad. It's Charlotte Dames! I do not love dad jokes. You love a dad joke. I'm so cheesy. They are cheesy. Um, And I am joined by a man who'd probably eat his weight in pigs and blankets for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Big time. Big (laughs) time. Chris Dames. Oh, I love... Honestly, pigs and blankets. I'm I'm confused about the fact that pigs and blankets uh, are deemed a Christmas food. I mean, Charlotte, would you... I mean, I'd, if I was Prime Minister, I'd make a law saying pigs in blankets are just part of a Sunday roast. Do you know what I mean? If you're having a Sunday roast, you've got to have some pigs in blankets yeah, in there or, too. Yeah, or an English breakfast. It's just a sausage wrapped in bacon. It's not just a sausage wrapped in bacon, though. The the art of the pig in blanket is if you when you wrap a sausage in bacon... It's. A, have you ever heard so that, that phrase? That make me a mum artist. One, one, like sort of. When you put two things together, they make something like Better. that. The whole is is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. That was a, that phrase was made for the pig in blanket because <laughs> if you break it down, all it is is bacon and sausage. But actually, you put those two things together, and it's a lot more than just bacon and sausage, right? I suppose. <laughs> That's so I, I can't believe. No, I love pigs and blankets, but oh, right. obviously oh, you don't I, share I don't, my level of passion. I don't right? share your level of passion. Honestly, I think the less you eat them, the more special they become. So if you eat them as just a Christmas food or like a special occasion food, then they are much more special. Okay, so you wouldn't say that absence makes the heart grow fonder, no? Oh, um, probably what I'm saying. A- abs- yeah. So absence makes you yeah. think absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And I think. Um, just let's have more pigs in blankets in our life. That's it's not as catchy as absence makes the heart grow fonder, but um, we could carry on uh, this argument forever. So, what are your thoughts on dad jokes? You're not a fan? Have I got that wrong? I actually do love a joke, dad joke, but not as much as I love my dad. Oh, that oh yeah, that is because he me. makes so many. <laughs> I thought you know what that they are a bit cheesy now. And I enjoy a good dad joke as much as the but next. I'm, I'm making daughter. too many of them now, am I? Uh, you're, you've, you've made too many my entire life. True. However, I have got a new book of dad jokes that I got for Christmas. Oh, TJ got me it, so I might be um, I might be rocking some dad jokes out in the podcast in future weeks. Oh, should we God. should we have that? Is that a no? Is that a no? We're not doing that now. First, I thought you were going to enter the dad dancing competition when we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And now you're going to start spewing dad jokes everywhere. Well, I might I might do dad dancing while I do a, a dad joke. Just, but can just... I before we get into the body of the podcast? Okay. Let me make an apology. About what? Nicholas Cage. Oh my goodness. So So Nicholas Cage Let me apologize personally for my uh, this this podcast is meant to be about kindness. And I want to be kinder to you, Mr. Cage. You don't know me. I know you. Not very well. Um, not very well. Um, uh, and maybe you are a lovely man. And you probably are. And if you made better films, perhaps I'd like you more. But in the spirit of kindness, let me apologise and plead and beg with you just to make some better films. So, so, um, so I can I can fall in love 
with your work again. So hopefully that apology goes down well. That was not one of those half-hearted apologies. <laughs> yeah. where I've got. I'm. I'm sorry you feel that way, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> but you're rubbish. So, but but genuinely, if we're making if we're making a podcast about happiness and kindness. I need to I need to be generous to Nicolas Cage and, uh, and and maybe admire his work more as opposed to as opposed to have a go at him. What do you reckon? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, cool. So Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Oh yeah, let's do the Twitter. Go on in, Charlotte. Um Hola Goodness. <laughs> right. So every week, every week, we've just got to confirm that it's not Hola Kindness. <laughs> it's Hola Kindness. H O A. H-O-L-A I forgot our Twitter handle Can you do it? At At H-O-L-A Kindness Thank you And you can find us personally at Charlotte J. Dames D-A-E-M-S-C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T Why did you do that backwards? (laughs) Dames Charlotte And my You can find me at Chris Dames C-H-R-I-S D-A-E-M-S I was once an interviewee on a podcast. I was being interviewed for a podcast. Um, and I'd forgot my own Twitter handle. <laughs> I mean, that's embarrassing when it's your name. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm never going to do and that like, again. If it, if it wasn't your name, like, if your Twitter handle was something like, I don't know, your favourite actor, one, two, three, yeah. maybe you can forget it then. Yeah. But if it's your own name... Yeah, it wasn't a good day. It wasn't my finest hour. Um... And I don't think that podcast has ever been published because it was so embarrassing. So I'm, I'm glad of that. Um, so we were talking earlier on about what you'd do, what I'd do if I ruled the world. And I'd say make pigs in blankets oh, yes. a compulsory Sunday, Sunday dinner. But here it comes. Question of the podcast. My turn. Oh, go on in. Question of... The podcast. I see this week. I preferred mine as opposed to yours. That's strange. It's really jolly. <laughs> this is meant to be a happy experience. I know it's supposed to be a happy experience, but can I not be serious for one moment? You can. So here's your question: If you ruled the world, yes, what one law would you change? I wouldn't. Oh right, what's that? I wouldn't that? rule the world. No, theoretically, mm. if you ruled the world, what one thing would you change? Who the ruler was. So you, so your your first and only rule yep. is to sack yourself. Yeah. Who would you? Who would you? Uh, I don't know. I'll let that go to a vote. See, see the weird thing. There's loads of talk about, about at the minute about the Rock running for president. Yes, right? I have heard that. Now, now I I actually think uh, we need less celebrity in politics, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. moving from Donald Trump to, to the, the Rock, rock yeah. might be. Michelle Obama would make a good candidate. You know what? I'd rate Michelle Obama as a candidate. Mm. I mean, there's one obvious um, choice for the next Prime Minister... And that's Cribbins. You know, let's get Bernard Cribbins into into Parliament. What do you think? Oh, but then everything would be acted out and in song, and maybe we don't want a, a scripted government. Well, well, there's an argument to say we have already. Is that is that political satire? I didn't, I didn't realise we were doing that. On this <laughs> so, listeners, I'm interested in your thoughts. Please, nobody say Nick Cage for. <laughs> For, for American president, I'm going to ignore any emails, and you can email us at uh, holla at the. You added the H there. Well done. <laughs> um, at the kindness project. Dot com. No, not dot com. So the email address is holla h o l a 
at thekindnessproject.co.uk and you can find our website at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk and what we want from you is a number of things firstly if you were the leader of the world what one rule would you put in place and also answer the questions from oh yeah we've got we've got questions from previous podcasts are most people generally good? What country is on the top of your most visit visited list? Really importantly, what's the best use of an egg? And if you could be any character from one of your favourite books, who would you choose? So feel free to email us, not only for this week's uh, uh, question of the podcast, but, the previous but previous weeks as well. Yeah. We want to hear your answers. And we're going to be reading those out as they come in on the at the end of the show because yep. we're going to have a sort of readers, listeners section at the end of the show. Yeah, we also want your kindness stories for that section as well. We do. So we want to hear your kindness stories. Uh, we want to hear of people we should speak to and interview who are beacons of kindness. So people who do kindness, kindness really well. So on that note, Shall we get on with the show? Yes, sorry. Hello and welcome to week six of um, <laughs> Kindness News. So, Dad, I'm pretty I sure... I'm not convinced that's catching on. No, but I'm going to do it every time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a Kindness News story I for us. A really good one, actually. Well, One that um, uh, is festively related as you know what i think christmas is a time when we are more focused on being kind because it's all about family it's all about community it's all about togetherness yeah but there's there's some people on the opposite side that they kind of they're all about taking what people are giving them yeah i I think the way that i i've I've always seen christmas is an opportunity to spend time with the people you love Mm. that for me is always the the most important thing it's interesting you talk about how some people take instead of give at Christmas. Um, Because actually, this story is about both things. Um, It's set in Birmingham, and don't worry, I'm not going to try and do my Birmingham accent, because that would... That would be offensive. (laughs) That may be offensive. (laughs) Apologies from anybody who's from the Midlands listening to that. I'm not going to do it again. Oh, Um, God. uh, And we're going particularly to Walsall. Now, you talked about how some people take Christmas, and this poor family had found themselves uh, somebody pinched all their Christmas presents. So every single Christmas present they bought stole. And they were they were desperate. So what um, the comedian Jason Manford did mm-hmm. is share a post on his social media asking for help. Um, and you know the fact that the woman uh, the, the, the woman whose family it was had had a long shift at work came back to find all those presents pinched didn't make it easier so he posted on his facebook i don't know if there's anyone in Walsall who can help this family but i had this happen to to me a good few years ago when i was had nothing and saved up every penny after working every hour got cents luckily i had no kids back then so it, it wasn't so bad but the scumbags can ruin christmas forever with their actions i wish i was closer and i'd take something around myself and what happened is because of Jason's following on social mm. media, he found that um, there was loads of people who volunteered to help out um, and 
actually sort of saved this lady's Christmas by replacing all the presents that were pinched. Um, a later update on his Facebook wall said, Jason, thanks for sharing my story. We have surpassed our target um, and so many donations of presents too. Now, that, to me, typifies kindness at Christmas. Yeah. You know, something bad happens. Some Somebody who doesn't share the spirit of Christmas does something that it means that somebody's Christmas is potentially ruined. But as a kind group of people... Mm. Uh, and Jason Manford telling the story to help. Yeah. That's actually saved that late Christmas as opposed to um, as, as opposed to potentially ruining it. What do you think? I think? Yeah, I think the fact that someone would do that, I mean, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, probably worse because it was a Christmas. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be a time for giving. Yeah, it's but, supposed to be but a t- actually what... What it also shows is even though there are people out there who are prepared to do that, Take. most people, people are generally did. good. Yeah. yeah, most people are generally good. So that's our <coughs> kindness news story of the week. Um, but we also want to hear your kindness news stories. So yeah. feel free to get in touch and share stories um, of things that you think show how awesome people actually are. We look forward to hearing from you. What are you doing, Charlotte? Uh, I just said hi to you on Facebook. But you're sitting right opposite me. <laughs> no, but I saw you were on Facebook and I was like, oh, this would be funny. Okay, so you can say hi I know, if I you want hi. to. <laughs> no, you did hi on there, but you can say hi to me in real life. Hi. Okay. Can I can I get serious for a minute? Yes. Because there's a letter that I've uh, I read the other day that I think is really important to share uh, and it highlights one of it highlights a couple of things actually but yeah. um, I just loved the way it was written it was by a uh, a girl called Holly Butcher um, and she um, she died recently she died on the 4th of Jan this year but before she died she wrote a letter um, and it's been going viral it's been shared virtually everywhere and who did she uh, send it to? She um she published it online and she uh, it's been sort of getting huge amounts of um, uh, readership. It's been posted on BuzzFeed. It's been posted in loads of different places. About five or six people I know um, shared it. Yeah. But the reason they've shared it is because for somebody who's relatively young, uh, it's massively insightful. So can I read it to you? Go ahead. A bit of life advice from Hull. It's a strange thing to realise and accept your mortality at 26 years young. It's just one of those things you ignore. The days tick by and you just expect that they will keep on coming until the unexpected happens. I've always imagined myself growing old, wrinkled and grey, most likely caused by the beautiful family, lots of clip kiddies I planned on building with the love of my life. I want it so bad it hurts. That's the thing about life. It's fragile, precious and unpredictable. And every day is a gift, not not a given right. I'm 27 now. I don't want to go. I love my life and I'm happy. I owe that to my loved ones, but the control is out of my hands. Yeah. I haven't started this note before I die so that death is feared. I like the fact that we are mostly ignorant to its inevitability, except when I talk about it and it's treated like a taboo topic that will never happen to any of us. That's been a bit tough. I just want people to stop worrying so much about the small, meaningless stresses in life and try to remember that we all have the same fate 
after it all so do what you can to make your time feel worthy and great minus the bullshit yeah i've dropped lots of my thoughts below as i have had a lot of time to ponder life these last few months of course it's the middle of the night when these random things pop into my head those times you are whinging about ridiculous things something i have noticed so much in the last few months just think about somebody who is really facing a problem yeah. be grateful for your minor issue and get over it it's okay to acknowledge that something is annoying but try not to carry on about it and negatively affect other people's days once you do that Get out there and take a big breath of that fresh air deep in your lungs. Look at how blue the sky is and how green the trees are. It's beautiful. Think how lucky you're able to just do that. Breathe. You might have got caught in bad traffic today. Or had bad sleep because your beautiful baby's kept you awake. Or your hairdresser cut your hair too short. Your fake nails might have got a chip. Your boobs are too small. You have cellulite on your ass, And your belly is wobbling. Let all that shit go. I swear you will not be thinking of those things when it is your turn to go. It's insignificant when you look at life as a whole. I'm watching my body waste away right before my eyes with nothing I can do about it. And all I wish for now is that I could have one more birthday or one more Christmas with my family. Or just one more day with my partner and my dog. Just one more. I hear people complaining about how terrible work is or how hard it is to exercise. Be grateful that you are physically able to. Work and exercise may seem like trivial things until your body doesn't allow you to do either of them. I try to live a healthy life. In fact, that was probably my major passion. Appreciate your good health and functioning body, even if it isn't your ideal size. Look after it and embrace how amazing it is. Move it and nourish it with fresh food. Don't obsess over it. Remember, there are more aspects to good health than the physical body. Work just as hard on finding your mental, emotional and spiritual happiness too. That way you might realise just how insignificant and unimportant having this stupidly portrayed perfect social media body really is. While on the topic, delete any account that pops up on your newsfeed that gives you any sense of feeling rubbish about yourself. Friend or not, be ruthless to your own well-being. Be grateful for every day you don't have pain. And even the days when you are unwell, with man flu, a sore back or a sprained ankle, accept it as rubbish, but be thankful that it isn't life-threatening. It will go away. Whinge less, people. Mm. And help each other more. Give, give, give. It's true that you gain more happiness doing things for others than doing things for yourself. I wish I did this more. Since I've been sick, I've met the most incredibly giving and kind people and been the receiver of the most thoughtful and loving words and support from my family, friends and st strangers. More than I could ever give in return. I'll never forget this and will be forever grateful for all these people. It's a weird thing having money to spend at the end, when you're dying. It's not a time you go out and buy material things that you usually would, like a new dress. It makes you think how silly it is that we think it's worth spending so much money on new clothes and things in our lives. Buy your friend something kind instead of another dress, beauty product or jewellery for the next wedding. No one cares if you wear the same thing twice and just make sure it feels good. Take them out for a meal or better yet, cook them a meal. Shout their coffee, yeah. buy them a plant, a massage or a candle and tell them you love them when you give it to them. Value other people's time. Don't keep them waiting because you're rubbish at being on time. Get ready earlier if you're one of those people and appreciate that your friends want to share time with you, not sit by themselves waiting on a mate. 
you'll gain respect too. This year, her family agreed to do no presents, and despite the tree looking rather sad and empty, it was so nice because people didn't have the pressure of shopping, and the effort went into writing a nice card for each other. Plus, imagine my family trying to buy me a present, knowing they'd probably end it end up with it in the end. Strange. It might seem lame, but those cards mean more to me than any impulse purchase could. Mind you, it was also easier to do in our house because we had no little kiddies there. Anyway, moral of the story, presents are not needed for a meaningful Christmas. Use your money on experiences, or at least don't miss out on experiences because you spend all your money on material stuff. Put in the effort to do that day trip to the beach you keep putting off. Dip your feet in the water and dig your toes in the sand. Wet your face with salt water. Get amongst nature. Try enjoying life. Try just enjoying and being in moments rather than capturing them through the screen of your phone. Life isn't meant to be lived through a screen, nor is it about getting the perfect photo. Enjoy the moment. Stop trying to capture it for everyone else. Get up early sometimes and listen to birds while you watch the beautiful colours the sun makes as it rises. Listen to music. Cuddle your dog. I'm going to miss that. Talk to your friends. Put down the phone. Are they doing okay? Travel if it's your desire. Don't if it's not. Work to live. Don't live to work. Do what makes your heart feel happy. Eat the cake. Zero guilt. Say no to things you don't really want to do. Don't feel pressurised to do what other people might think is a fulfilling life. Tell your loved ones you love them every time you get the chance. And love them with everything you have. Also, remember if something is making you miserable, you have the power to change it. In work or love or whatever it may be, have the guts to change. You don't know how much time you've got on this earth, so don't waste it being miserable. I know this is said all the time, but it couldn't be more true. Oh, and one last thing. If you can, do a good deed for humanity and start regularly donating blood. It will make you feel good with the added bonus of saving lives. I feel that it's something that is so overlooked considering every donation can save three lives. That's a massive impact each person can have and the process really is so simple. Blood donation help me keep me alive for an extra year. A year I will be ever forever grateful for that I got to spend it here on earth with my friends, family and dog. A year I've had some of the greatest times of my life. Till we meet again, Hull. Charlotte, what do you think of that? You know, it's really hard to kind of talk about it and just like, I'm still kind of processing it myself. Like, everything she said is like really true and you think think that kind of writing would come from someone who's like really old but do you think about it not you don't have to be old to be wise wise because you just have to know what's close to you yeah i think knowing that the end is coming gives you a bit of insight though right because you you really need to stop wasting time on the stuff that don't matter yeah but we all know the the end is coming it's knowing that it's soon soon yeah yeah makes it more pertinent yeah but all right so has this for a for a thing then if you knew the end was a year why don't you live like the like why don't you do stuff to make yourself happy anyway regardless of whether you've got a year or a hundred years to live because not everything makes you happy does it no but focusing on doing simple stuff and being kind, I think, is one of one of those things you can do simply to make you happy instead of focusing on stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, should be a bit more of a focus. So anyway, shouldn't it? Regardless yeah. of whether you've got a year or 100 years. Because even if you've got 100 years like 
left why don't you live 100 happy years instead of instead of worrying about stuff that will never matter in 10 years or never yeah. matter in 20 years it certainly won't matter if you knew you were going to die in a year yeah so like everything's changing like everyone's everyone's got like social media and they're all posting pictures of themselves and they assume it's going to affect their lives yeah. like oh this will up my social status that'll help me somehow but while everyone else is there... But post- is it is part of it a point it's going? Yeah, like, everyone else is posting, like, pictures of themselves, filters and, like, makeup on. And then there's me. I'm just posting pictures of stuff that I enjoy. Like, I, what I like, what I enjoy doing is I'll take writing prompts offline, post them on my Instagram and go finish the story. Yeah. I love listening to people's reactions to all the yeah. different prompts. But that's creative, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's, it's just that's a different. Bit of fun. Yeah, no, and, and certainly I, th- I think we've spoke about this before. Social media used in the right way and mm. Technology used in the right way can be a, a huge force for good, yeah. can't it? I, I tell you, I mean, I, I was, I was, I was reading that, and I had a bit of a tear in my eye, if I'm honest. Yeah, me too. Um, I was just listening to you. Uh, and for me, and I'm really sorry uh, if I didn't do it justice. I did try, um, but certainly coming out of the mouth of a 40 year old man is probably a bit different to the way Holly intended it. But I thought it was important to read it. Um, in full Uh, but the insight that I got from that is your perspective certainly changes when your situation you know you haven't got long left yeah and actually you focus on the bits that have made you happy for your life and the bits that we all should focus on a lot more Mm. so spending time with the people we love yeah telling the people we love we love them making sure that you do something good for other people yeah ignoring a lot of the noise and the stuff that doesn't matter yeah having really cool experiences because those memories will last you know for as long as you last you know that sort of thing they may even last longer because well you you live on in the minds of other people don't you exactly you know you don't just die with yourself you die with the memory of you yeah people will tell your stories and the stories of the not the jumper you bought but actually the time you went to the beach and dipped your toes in the sand so so i think you know for me reading that story was really important and i thought it was really important to make it this week's kindest story of the week purely and simply because uh it's so insightful now what i'm going to do is um post a uh, link to the letter um, if you haven't read it already, it's certainly worth doing. Uh, but I'm interested in your thoughts about that. Where do you think the biggest insight lay in that letter? We look forward to hearing from you. So we've finished another podcast. Uh, apart from one thing, question of the podcast. What, you mean last week's question of the podcast answered this week, but also answered last week, answered now? Well, we didn't really answer it last week. We asked it last week, but we answer it this week. Huh. <laughs> right, so can you remember what last week's question of the podcast was? Was it inspirational movies? It was. It was about inspirational movies, and the question was, what's the most inspirational movie you've ever seen? And we have had loads of responses to that question would you like to hear some yeah firstly nigel mathers said pink floyd the wall now i have you seen that one uh, i haven't seen pink floyd the wall but certainly uh, uh i know that we went to the house of illustration at king's cross oh yeah the a couple of weeks ago yeah and it was um it there was a, a exhibition on pink floyd's the wall that was really interesting so it's good but nigel liked it because it shows how everyone's life is muddled by the things uh, not muddled molded by the things that happen to them as they grow up and how life can be so fragile it inspires 
Nigel, to be different, to understand why people act and react in the way they do, to enjoy life as it happens, and to try and help others understand the same. And as a life philosophy, that doesn't sound too bad, does it, Charlotte? Very philosophical. Very philosophical approach to a movie, isn't it? I like that. So I'm going to add Pink Floyd The Wall to my list. John Cook's commented, your friend of mine, John, um, who has commented on It's a Wonderful Life, which admittedly is a classic inspirational film that neither of us have seen neither of us have seen it so we need to we need to fix that soonish mm-hmm. don't we Andrew Phillips yeah. said The Greatest Showman oh, I love that movie. not The Greatest Gift which was a Sainsbury's advert last year for Christmas wasn't it now I, I haven't seen The Greatest Showman I do like The Greatest, the greatest gift. gift only because it's the song from it was written by one of the guys from like the Concords. And it was written, uh, sung by... Oh. James Corden did yes, it, didn't he? It yeah. So you've got the Sainsbury's advert, The Greatest Gift. Um, you've got the film about P.T. Barnum, The Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. And you have seen that, haven't you? Yeah. What did you think of it? Oh, my God, it was beautiful. I, I almost cried a certain bit. Like, yeah. Okay, so it was... Uh, what was so inspiring about it? One, it was a musical and... If you guys don't know, I'm a musical addict. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I love music. I don't know if you can be addicted to musicals. Like, you've sort of wandered in the streets going, where's my next musical? I don't think you can do that. I do. but um you know and also because it's got a lot of messages to it like the thought of at the beginning he kind of wants to build something for his family he creates his own family in the sense in the the shape of the circus and he kind of throws it all away even if it's just for a moment or a millisecond he throws it away because of his own ego did you you say he wants more because he wants more more money more fame but then he goes back he goes back yeah he makes it you know what? That is a good story because I think the reality of it is there's nothing more important than the people you love. And the people who love you. True. Very true. Claire Walsh yes. said Forrest Gump. Haven't seen it. Now, I have seen it and I absolutely love that film. I'll do you a deal. I'll see The Greatest Showman. Yes, please. Uh, uh, if you watch Forrest Gump because I think you will absolutely love love it. Oh, i uh, Tamsin Kane said Pay It Forward a film I haven't seen but I know the principle of it it's about the idea that um, if somebody does a good deed for you you do a good deed for them uh, no you do a good deed for somebody else oh. so you always pay it forward so that good deed effectively um, carries on so we might be talking about the principle of Pay It Forward in a future podcast so, so that's good and Justin Gaffney uh, came back with a really interesting story but a really unusual film to get inspired about. Sixth Sense. Have you ever heard of The Sixth Sense? No, I so uh, it's a thriller film with a massive surprise at the end. And I know Sixth Sense is like sort of The Sixth Sense is years and years old, but I'm not going to spoil it in case you want to see it, Charlotte. So, um, but let me give I'm you the big reason. Fan of horror movies anyway. Sixth Sense, Justin Gaffney says, is inspirational. Why? For various reasons. Firstly, it was in the States. I saw it in the States several months before it opened here in the UK. 
It was at the end of a 10-day fly drive holiday. I'd taken with a friend to Boston. Uh, it was a great holiday. We arrived in sunshine and within the 10 days had seen the leaves on the trees change and drop and left with snow on the ground. Seeing that sort of seasonal... I don't know what it's got to do with the film at this point, but seeing that seasonal change must Maybe be quite, quite good. Sorry? Maybe it reminds me of it. Maybe. However, we were departing on Columbus weekend, which is at the end of October, and there was no accommodation available for our final night in Boston for our early morning flights back to London. Therefore, we returned a hire car and decided to kill time by going to a 24-7 cinema near the airport. We decided to see The Sixth Sense, having no idea that the movie was about, but just seeing it was a Bruce Willis movie. And therefore, he thought it was going to be an action-adventure. So he thought he was going to go in and see something like Die Hard or Loopers or guns blazing and helicopters and all of that sort of stuff so he thought it was an action action adventure being naive meant that watching it was all the more scarier however the reason i like it is it addresses issues of our mortality death and dying love and relationships and conquering your fears the acting of willis and the young boy was amazing so i feel i think a movie doesn't necessarily have to be traditionally inspirational yeah. for you to get inspiration from it, right? Uh-huh. So, so that's a good one. Chris Laney, who is probably one of the kindest people I know, has just come back and said Pete Dragon, which I think is an old Disney film. But have you seen an that? Old Disney film? Yeah. No, it's not an old Disney film. It's got like really good CGI. Oh, Pete Dragon. Uh, Pete Dragon. No, oh, no. Um, what are you thinking of? Pete Dragon. I think that's the one. <laughs> are you thinking of the famous movie Steve Dragon? No, no. Is it Alan Dragon you're like, thinking of? They find him in the woods and like he says he can't leave the dragon. Like the dragon ends up burning down. Uh, Bridge ends up burning down, something like that. I don't. Do you know? Do you remember what that film's called? I think it's called Peach Dragon. Oh, it might be. So, have you seen it then? It might be a remake. It might be. It might be a remake. Has it got Nicolas Cage in? No. Oh, I'll give it a watch. No worries. <laughs> um, and then uh, Kathleen Keats said Cinema Paradiso, which I still haven't seen. So we had a lot of um, a lot of responses to the movie question, and feel free to answer either the movie question or any of our ongoing podcast questions of the week particularly one about eggs because huh. I, I really like that one um, tell us if you like Nicolas Cage or not as well, well look let's be honest I, I don't expect many responses telling telling us that you love Nicolas Cage but if there are Nicolas Cage fans out there I'm open to persuasion I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm open to persuasion. However, let's talk about our listeners' um, acts of kindness. I've got two really small ones this week. Uh Raj Shah uh, said he opted to feed 12 homeless people in Sheffield this year Uh instead of sending a load of Christmas cards. Now, I think that's a really good use of money you'd spend anyway in a far better way. Don't you? What do you yeah. think of that idea? Yeah, I like that. I like that idea because uh, what I do, I don't send like loads and loads and loads of Christmas cards. You know, most people they send like, oh, I know everybody listening to Christmas cards. Everyone, I just send Christmas cards to the people I actually think are I'm really close to. So I'll send them like a couple of. Friends. But would you make a donation elsewhere to? Yeah, I would save the money and donate elsewhere. I just send them like Merry Christmas or a text. Or something. Send them a text. Look. 
Snapchat, WhatsApp. Don't you know, Snapchat. There, there, there's, a, there's a million things that we can do. You can Instagram them. You can Twitter them. You can do whatever you want. And save the money and, yeah. and feed homeless people. So I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And Sam Lynn had a, uh, had a bit of a personal one. She said, um, Shona who I work with, bought me dog food last night, so I'd have one less thing to worry about in a busy week. What do you think of that one? Simple. Do good. Simple, but also, like, sort of showing that the small stuff actually makes a huge difference. Uh It's the stuff that people remember. So I really like that one. So that's it for another show. That's genuinely it now for another show. Um, Until next week, see you soon. Bye. Bye.